Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. I am your host, CSD Fantasy. Hello, Fantasy Faithfuls, and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Rabbit Hole Podcast. My name is CSD Fantasy, and I'm flanked by the one and only Nick Faber and the Coin Master, Matt Williams. How are y'all doing? I'm great. I'm great. It's snowing like... I don't know. It's snowing a lot uh, here in Detroit, so it's keeping me inside, so I'm glad I got something to keep my mind, and let's go down a rabbit hole. You know, meh. Meh. Pretty usual. Eh, I mean, it's a tradition unlike any other. I'm fine. It could be worse. (laughs) Let's talk football. It it could be worse, right? I'm going to be in a better mood because I'm about to have an Andy's Mint. Has anyone ever had these? I mean, if you haven't, like, really, what are you up to? The best candies in the world dude i love them but so much better than than junior mints so yes. much better than junior mints man way more chocolate to mint ratio and that's perfect. yes the mint is just enough mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just enough it just that's, it doesn't make you it's not a medicinal flavor that, that's why yeah. that like uh the the peppermint hershey kisses are phenomenal dude mm-hmm. because it's just a perfect amount of mint in it it's like i want a little piece of chocolate i don't want to chew gum you know get the mint gotta temper it down Fucking junior mint. That's why you put the junior mints in the popcorn. You eat it together. That's a good mixture right there. That's uh, also just make sure you, just as, make sure you have napkins. Also known as diabetes. Also known as no. Nah, it's just a regular. You got I mean, a te- temper. We're not not a truckload of them. You put a few. <laughs> How often are you going to the movies, Carl? Like I go probably once every six months. Feel bad for ki- I feel bad for for your kids. Can we I have, have some the... pop rocks? No, you're gonna die tomorrow. <laughs> we have the... You eat broccoli. Bring it to I have the... I have a tiny I, I have a young like nephew and I really want to give him pop rocks, but I kind of think it'll terrify him. So I'm I don't know I'm tempered because I mean you know if you don't Do know it. and you're young that could freak you out. That could freak you out. Do it. But... Do it. I'm gonna show him. I'm gonna show me doing it and like he can hear it and then I'll like, maybe give him a diet couple coke with it because he'll explode. Yes. Well, you know, when it's in your mouth, it's not the weird thing. I think it's once you swallow it and then it starts popping in your throat. That's the weird part. That is the weird part. All right, everyone. This actually is a football podcast. This is why it's called the fantasy rabbit hole, because even though it's about fantasy football, we tend to wear off from time to time. And this has been one of those starts to the show where we do wear off, but we do have a fantastic show for y'all. But feel free to interrupt at any point in the live chat. We are here to serve as always. And before we get into today's show, I would like to remind you to hit that like button. Please share on social media to help us get the word out there. Subscribe if you haven't done so on YouTube. Check out csdfantasy.com for even more fantasy content. And anchor slash fantasy rabbit hole for even more ways to listen in. We are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and many more platforms. And now, to the news. The news. Welcome to the news. That is fantastic. I actually love that. My quick question... My quick question is, does that news drop drop now on all of our things or just on YouTube? Because if not, everyone... Everywhere. It drops everywhere. Everywhere and nowhere. <laughs> I was going to say some dirty stuff, but never mind. Let's move on. Yeah, What's the news? Don't, don't do that. Don't do uh, we... CSD... Is there, is there news? There is other news. Than some, other, than, other than Joe Burrow has tiny hands? Uh, that is actually first on my list. Who cares? Who cares at this point? That's what I would like to know. Is it anybody? There's talk on Atlanta Sports Radio, as always, on Dallas Cowboys freaking podcast that I was listening to. Like, yeah, Joe Burrow has small hands. Does anybody care? Apparently, we all care because we're talking about it. But does anybody really care anymore? I don't, like, necessarily think there's anything crazy or awful about it where he needs to be moved down or anything of that nature. But I think it is something to know i think that's that that's something to know and i'm not gonna like shy away from the fact that he does have smaller hands that might not be good for him being able to hold on to the ball when he's got massive behemoth men just trying to attack him <laughs> might come into play right there uh but no i don't mean he it didn't get him out of the first pick that's for sure i don't i don't care about the combine at all uh, this being an NFL show, I mean the early combine when like they're doing the someone comes in one inch shorter. Oh my God, move him down your draft board. He's not five seven. He's only five six. That piece of shit. It doesn't matter. Kyler Murray comes in last year. Look how short this guy is. 
what? You didn't know this guy was short? Get your hat out of your ass. Who cares how, how if some guy weighs six pounds more or less? He can change that in one month. Who cares? Who cares? But, but his hand size, that's different than his weight, his height. That, that's a little bit different. But is it I know. Because... You, saw, you, talk, you see a guy over an entire season, and he's, he's holding a football that I believe is the size of a normal football. <laughs> so, I mean, and, unless the NFL is going to, like, put in a bigger football, then maybe it's an issue. But other than that, I think we're okay. I think we're safe, folks. Are the size of the footballs between NCAA and NFL the exact same? Yes. Um, here, yeah. the, the best thing, I should have had this ready to go. Joe Burrow had like the best tweet ever in response to this when he uh, came out and said, considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands, please keep <laughs> me in your thoughts. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> Because it's uh, they call you like, oh my god, you have tiny hands. Did you know that? I'm like, shit, I had no idea. I measured my hands, and I, I think I was Tony Romo size. This was a few years ago, and it, it doesn't matter because you you measure from the pinky to the thumb, right? And I have an issue with my pinky, so I, I I've struggled to grab grasp a football, but I'm still like measuring in. So why does that matter? Like, oh, Carl, he fits the bill. He is six feet, and his hands are average quarterback size. I still can't grip it because my pinky is messed up. Like, it, it doesn't help that I have the high, correct hand size. Like, well, here I, I mean, the thing with Kyler, though, I joked about, I get that in college the overall offensive line is shorter. That's, like, a real concern you could have, right? Because that's something where if maybe you were teetering that. But foot, hand size is not going to affect jack shit. Nothing at all. Jack. Yeah, it, I think it definitely comes to play into effect for like wide receivers, most definitely. I think a little bit bigger of a hand gives you just a slight edge, and every every little centimeter counts in NFL. And I think uh, for a quarterback that I think that might end up like watch him just be like Daniel Jones and fumble the ball consistently. Like all of a sudden, it's it's because his hands are small, boys, and we all knew it before. I mean, no one just wanted to take pay attention to it. Tell you, wait for him to fumble the ball seven times this year. Okay, yeah, I want someone to come to the combine with like a really like out of whack college profile. This he's not six eight. He's he's six two. Like what were we thinking on TV? You know, I, I you know what are we expecting? Why do they even do these measurements? Who cares? They're just making sure no one's catfishing every, anyone in the NFL. You know, so <laughs> yeah, like, is this really you? I know Joe okay. Burrow's Joe Burrow's white. What? <laughs> what are we like trying to like? What are we talking about? But is it? I, I mean, I enjoy watching the combine because <laughs> I like watching players work out, and like I've always done that. Like, oh, my dad loves going to like soccer workouts when I was playing, and it'd be like, it's sports. You're watching sports, isn't that like the fun part of it? I don't be like, oh, he his broad jump wasn't as long as I was expecting. Uh, can he fit in the NFL? I just like, I just like sports. I like I mean, the high jump when you gotta you gotta hit those little uh, the little pegs is great. It's forty time is the biggest crock either. Do you know? Didn't Devin Segletary really disappoint last year? Everyone shot him down their boards. Doesn't matter. Um, I mean, there's people. I mean, Tyler Johnson is obviously holding out of the combine for a lot of reasons, and none of them are probably good. But he says he wants to like perfect his forty time. You can actually choke during a forty time, and if it's like requires its own technique to do properly, it's not actually like something you're doing in a game where you're. I mean, I get the point of the measurement, but it's like flawed thinking that, to go by this and as 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 such a strong tool as many people do. It's it's useful, but for people to be like, oh my god, he's he showed up a tenth slower than he's supposed to. It's the end of the world. It's it's just too much, you know. People make some, too. I know there's nothing around this time, and people are excited, so I get that. But people definitely make too big a deal. There's some really do. interesting stats coming out that I think are going to, compared to 40 time, going to be very useful in the future with GPS tracking. And uh, I was listening to Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah talking about acceleration and deceleration and top speeds of actually tracking players and how they cut and decelerate for, especially he was saying for cornerbacks how to just stop. And he said he predicts that they're going to find stats that are actually correlating with production on the field compared to now. Because if you look at 40 times and do a correlation, especially for fantasy, you're not going to find too many fun things. Trust me, I've, I've, I ran the numbers, and it's it's not like, oh my gosh, it's 40 time, and then his three-cone shuttle, and he's going to be a stud in fantasy. No, that's... Uh... I wish they'd make it more fun. You know, like the uh, like the uh, the 
the, the games they make you play at the uh, the Pro Bowl. I want to see uh, some dodgeball. But I, I'd love to see them throwing it like freaking weird targets and stuff. I mean, make it fun. There's a way to make this more fun. You know, like sell out a whole freaking giant stadium. You know, make it an event. It'll be awesome. You think they ever move the combine out of Indy? They should. I mean, if I mean, if they were going to make it a huge public thing, if not, no point, right? Yeah. Basically. Well, only only if they made it a only if they made it a huge public thing would there be a reason to move it. I bet the NFL makes it a huge public thing one day. Everyone's they, like, no, 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 no. It's the combine. They should. You can watch it live. You might as well make it a thing, right? And now they're putting it in prime time. It's not even like from yeah. seven in the morning till three in the afternoon. Now it's four o'clock to eleven, baby. Let's go. And that's yeah. what it always used to be when I lived in Sweden. You would turn it on, it'd be middle of the day in the US, and for you it'd be like you come home from college like, Yes, finally I get prime time. <laughs> I had to call off work those days. I can't make it. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> Same thing with March Madness that decides to start at like nine o'clock these days. Like they're like, All right, egg, eggs, bacon, and college basketball. <laughs> March Madness, all 700 teams. Let's see who can win. Let's go. By the way, I'm about to get like a ton of hate tweets probably from both sides of the analytics people who dig, you know, just nothing but numbers and the scout people who still love these numbers. And I understand it's important and that maybe not necessarily it mattering matters because the NFL teams, they think it matters and it can move people up or down, which obviously is a big deal. But again, you know, uh, as far as fantasy, which is kind of, you know, what we're talking about here, not too many people have their rookie drafts before the draft. Only crazy Debbie people, not crazy, like, you know, really, (laughs) really like, you know, hardcore people draft before the actual draft. So again, the combine, it's fun to see, move people up and down, but it will completely change come draft time when there's the, you know, the different landing spots. Josh Jacobs became the 101 after the draft. He was not before the draft. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, it's, it's, I know it's all we have to talk about right now, but like I said before, it's, it's people make too, especially in fantasy, too big a deal out of things that just don't matter. I think the, the, the combine is there to solely throw a wrench in everyone's plans. They're like, okay, we know what's going to happen in the draft. And then hell breaks loose because it's the fucking combine. And Joe Schmo ran a 4.5 instead of a 4.4 or a 4.8. Like, it, it really makes it kind of unbearable to go on Twitter about this because everyone is just fluctuating so much and making such a big deal out of this stuff. I'm with you. Like, where, I mean, I'm with you to the point where this matters. This matters. I get why you're doing this. I truly do get it. But... It, 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 it should not, like, justify rounds and rounds of players, like, dropping or, or moving up. Like, like, I just can't buy the, the, pro, the senior bowl gives you more of a look into how a player is going to be on the practice field, getting acquainted with new players, learning new systems, and being able to produce during a game than the combine does. Like, I, 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 I truly, I, I just, I, I like the combine. I love watching it, but I don't think it matters. It doesn't, like, throw out anything that I've watched via film or anything like that. Yeah, no. Sometimes you just gotta enjoy things for what it is and not like go too deep on these hand things. I mean, we managed to I don't know. Give talk. out medals, by the way. Make it the Olympics. I want people competing for first through third. I mean give Byron, them give them medals. Byron Jones like could it. probably he could have probably made the Olympics since like high jump or something if he actually applied like applied himself in that sport. He was freaking the master of underwear Olympics. Underwear, underwater Olympics, baby. They should definitely do superlatives, like real ones, though, where they give out an award for biggest hand. Probably not smallest hands because no one will want it. Uh, but you know, weird, weird crap like that. Guy who's the big, the biggest guy to weigh in for the combine. <laughs> you know, what I mean, put them out there. It'd be fun. You know, there's a way. You know what? Yeah, make it more fun. Uh, this doesn't really matter for fantasy. The actual draft <laughs> does. And if you're gonna make me watch this, make it more fun. I want it more fun. We just went 13-minute rabbit hole of Joe Burrow's hand. Got us to the all through the combine. I love it. And the conclusion like, is and nobody cares. Wait, what? The conclusion of it is nobody actually cares, though. No, but I, all, all three of us will be watching it when it gets on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's I mean, the NFL, man. They can put out whatever they want. I want to watch it. Yeah, well, like, freak, they play, like you said, they're playing dodgeball, and we were like, yeah, freak let's do it you know and that's probably sweet 
I love the Pro Bowl dodgeball for sure. I love the people that tried to tried to throw the ball at um, Jarvis Landry like he wasn't going to catch it. Like, what were they thinking? (laughs) That would be great. That would be great. That that would be a great thing for wide receivers, by the way. You know, you know who always catches us? Mello. Welcome to the stream, Mello. Happy to have you on board as always. What's up? We're talking uh, some news items here uh, today, and we got it's seeming more and more, and we've already talked about quarterbacks, but I just want to sneak in because it's it's seeming more and more like Rivers to Colts is becoming a thing. And, I mean, y'all know how much I dislike Rivers as a fantasy quarterback. Excuse me. Fantasy quarterback. But I'm going to have to say that this has this has to be the best fit for him, right? I mean, is T.Y. Hilton going to be healthy? That's the only thing I really care about. I don't even care who their quarterback is, really, if Brissett is there or if it's Rivers. They will both be terrible if T.Y. Hilton can't stay on the field. If they can, if he can stay on the field, I literally don't rank one above the other, to be honest. I think the best like spot for him would be Tampa Bay. I think that would be the best for him for, like, like If you own him offensive. in Dynasty, you mean? Where do you want him to here. end up? Uh, so I would take Tampa Bay over, but I think the Colts will give them the best shot to make a playoff run. Talking NFL fantasy, give me Tampa Bay, but NFL, yeah, I love the Colts um, upgrading, but I, I, I don't think he's much of an upgrade to Jacoby Brissett. Like, what what are we doing here? What are if we're we talking just... about his best fit for playoffs? It's probably the Chargers. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's ended. Uh, they've yeah. made it publicly known, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Wherever Philip Rivers goes, they're not going to go anywhere. See, I disagree with the, the Chargers because it, you're going to have. You, there's no way they're going to be better than Chiefs. So now you're fighting for a wild card. But if you go over to the AFC South, you, Ryan Tannehill is going to go back to the the AFC Championship. Hell no. Fucking Gardner Minshew is going to lead the Jags. Probably not. And you got Deshaun Watson, but unfortunately they don't know how to build an offensive line, so they're just going to be stuck in purgatory until Bill O'Brien's out of there. So I think his best shot of like making the playoffs would be with the Colts. Um, but again, talking fantasy, which this is a fantasy show, uh, it would be so fun to see him in Tampa Bay, man. Come on, the motherfucker's an, uh, a gunslinger. He's going to throw that ball around to, to Godwin, to Evans, to Bray. It's, it would be so much fun to see that under Bruceri. He's, he's so static, though, and with that offensive line, like Winston doesn't give enough credit for like being good at getting out of pressure. Rivers isn't really known for that. He, he does have a quick release, and he does get rid of the ball real fast. But isn't the for him as a fantasy quarterback? I think it'll be decent for the receivers. I'm not saying that, but for him, I'm worried that he's gonna be too much under pressure and be almost like Winston in the in the sense that he's gonna throw a bunch of touchdowns to the great receivers, but he's gonna throw a lot of picks because there's gonna be so many people in his face all the time. Maybe he'll actually make OJ Howard relevant. If, yeah, I was just going to say, if he goes to the Colts, give me all the Jack Doyle shares. Yeah, yeah Jack Doyle, T.Y., make them draft uh, like Hines. I, I think Hines would have himself a year. Oh, yes. I can see that. So, but yeah. let's – Philip Rivers, let's move on. Jeez, it's making me sad. <laughs> uh, speaking of sad, Greg Olson to the Seahawks. If, if you're a Disley owner, you are sad. I'm, I'm a Disley owner. On the same day that Will Disley was – not replaced. He's obviously still coming off an injury. Where Greg Olson comes up there to probably get injured himself, and it probably won't end up being a deal, big deal. I also um, can't even think of his name. <laughs> uh, back up there in New Orleans, what the hell is his name now? Taysom or Teddy? yeah, Taysom. Yeah, yeah I also I, I I have Taysom Hill and uh, Will Disley on the same team on Dynasty, and it was a sad day because it happened on the same freaking day. <laughs> and I'm a Greg Olson owner in that same Dynasty league, and was ecstatic to see him go to Seattle. And hopefully- Is it, are you ecstatic though with Hollister and Disley and Olson? I mean, they're going to use all three. They are going to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy about at all about it. Unfortunately, like unfortunately in that league, I waited so long on tight ends. Greg Olson was the first tight end I drafted, so I'm ecstatic he's on a team. That's all. <laughs> I'm just happy he didn't retire he's in the league, what? and he's not like announcing for Fox. So. Let's go. Would you would you rather he's on Seattle where it's crowded but he's going to get used, or would you rather go to Green Bay where it's intriguing but he's probably still not going to get used? Most definitely Seattle because my backup tight end in that league is Jay Sternberg. So if he go went to Green Bay, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. But let's You're go. Be really mad with Robert Tanyan's the start. 
I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, God. By then, Detroit will have drafted another tight end, and he'll be a new, new starter, so we'll be all right. Yeah, I think he, he um, just – what happened with the Seahawks, he just destroyed the value of any tight end on that team for now with yeah. him going there. Like, it just <laughs> ruined Will Disley and Hollister and himself. Market share, for sure. Yep. What would have been the better – like, you say Green Bay, but they don't really use tight ends. What – where else could he have gone? I think when he was with, like, he was talking with Buffalo, and I thought that would have been a great, great spot for him. I think that Chicago would have been good, which is actually where I think that um, Ebron is going to end up going because they don't actually have a lot of room in the cap, and they could use a consistent tight end. So I think Greg Olson there as a stopgap would have been good. I think Ebron will be the guy that goes there too because they need a tight end, and Ebron is a tight end. <laughs> so, I mean, not too many quality guys can be had for what the amount. I think for the amount they have to spend, he's about as high quality as you can get because he's not going to get anywhere near the amount of money he would have had if he was a free agent at the end of 2018. Can we discuss the Bears and how Trey Burton just turned into a bum after leaving Philly? Like, what happened to this dude? Well, the fact that I said Greg Olson would be a monster upgrade over anyone at this point, <laughs> I think yeah. says it all. It's ridiculous, man. He was, like, drafting the top eight tight ends the first year going over to Chicago. Mitch Trubisky kind of happened. That, that's what it was. I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, that's, he was good. He was good the first year. Like, don't get me wrong. He was good the first year in Chicago. The second year was just everything just fell apart in Chicago on that offense. Like, not nobody but Allen Robinson was really good for fantasy. Like, Devin Montgomery was a consistently. Yeah, Terry, not consistent. Terry Cohen was. I mean, he was. Terrible. I mean, let's be honest. For what he's oh been, God. he was terrible. He was he was droppable after week four, and everyone else, everyone just wanted to hold on to him because just in case. But he was absolutely droppable. The same week you could go and drop someone else that was probably pretty I good. I wish they sh- they should ship him down to Tampa Bay. Tariq. Yes. Or Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, okay. Tariq. Mitchell Trubisky should be shipped off to Mercury. Uh, <laughs> that would have been great if Greg Olson went there and then they traded Cam there. And then, like, he had Cam and Olson. And, and I mean, he's a Packer fan. I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all. But it would have it would have been for interesting, you know, because when they're both healthy, we saw what they could do. So, whatever. We're talking about something that won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Greg Olson is a Seattle Seahawk, and it's me. I would be I'm, – yeah. I'm more happy with Greg Olson in Seattle than Eric Ebron wherever he lands. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Eric Ebron to Chicago is a my that's my prediction, not my best fit. I think that's what's going to happen, but yeah, it'll be a big hard pass. And yeah. with that talk about Eric Ebron, let's actually get into the weekly topic. Is there a draft going on right now? Yes, the sir. weekly topic. The weekly topic. Welcome to the weekly topic. And the weekly topic is free agent tight end. So we have been perfectly setting this up for uh, for a few seconds here, talking about Ebron. Uh, and he's first on my list of, of free agent tight ends. Not that he's the best. I just have him on top of the list for whatever reason. And you're saying Chicago? Eric Ebron should never be Chicago. on the top of list. Yes. Eric no, Ebron no, no. is at the top of every drop list. What are you talking about? Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah okay. after after he burned me so hard 2016 or something in fantasy uh, i i can't with him anymore but there's there's a little bit of talk going on in, in dallas country that he could be jason Witten's replacement there's legit talk that Witten is not getting a new contract and no. and be like let's sign Dak. we're just waiting on uh, the signature on the CBA so we know how much to pay him because the discussion is more of how to restructure the contract because with the with the new rules is you can't go up uh, a month a monthly a yearly salary more than 30 percent some structures of contact contracts become like here's a 50 million dollar signing bonus and you get actually only paid a million bucks this year like in in salary when the new CBA kicks in, that means you can only go up to like uh, one million three hundred thousand in two thousand one, two thousand twenty one, which would be an issue for Dak. So I think they need to sign that CBA before Dak is signed, and then Dallas have like fourth most cap money, and Eric Ebron would be a name because you know Jerry likes a splash. They haven't been splashing lately, but we kind of 
Dallas country kind of needs to move forward. And I think I'm not excited about it as a Cowboys fan and a fantasy owner. But realistically, wouldn't that be a landing spot for him? I think it's a fair, definitely fair landing spot for him. There, I think there's like there's at least double digit amount of teams that could absolutely use a tight end, and Eric Ebron would fit in all of them. Like Eric Ebron might be awful, but he is still he's better than OJ Howard. You know, his, pro, so, well, his price tag is right too. I mean, for the amount exactly. of money he's gonna, he can literally fit on any team, and for Dallas, a team that's not gonna probably bring back Cooper, it gives you a nice little upgrade. From you know, if if you let Witten go, I mean, no offense to Witten, I think even with Ebron being the way he is, it's a good guy to slide in there. If you know, I don't know what the rest of the offense is going to look like and how Mike McCarthy's going to run it. We saw the quote today that he's going to change things up and it makes everyone who owns Ezekiel Elliott terrified. But uh, yeah, I think Ebron is is a fine fit uh, for really. He'll be a fine fit for wherever he goes because wherever he does go. It's going to be on a team that desperately needs something at tight end, and he will be fine there. I mean, I don't – like I said, Chicago, whether it's Dallas. I mean, as long as he doesn't go somewhere that it actually really requires a ton of work from their tight end, like, um, you know, Atlanta or to New England, then, you know, I think I think they'll be fine. Yeah, and speaking of Atlanta and New England, because I actually think Austin Hooper might actually go to to New England. I think that would be a juicy spot for him. Atlanta just can't pay him, right? They have four million in cap space. I actually disagree. I think they have to resign him, only because uh, out of out of all these people, I think Austin Hooper is nowhere near as good as people think he is. I think I know everyone jokes about people being system players, but I think he truly is. He's not a tight end that'll like beat people one on one in coverage like some of these other guys, like Hunter Henry. Some of the other people will. I think that a lot of his yards were just a, a you know. By circumstance, he's out there with Ridley and Julio, and most of his yards were just kind of like gifted to him. Not that he's terrible, but I think he's a he's a good fit there. They even said they're letting him test free agency, but they want to bring him back, and I think that's what ultimately happens. I think he's a worse tight end anywhere else. I think they're a worse team without him. So I think they I think they just bring him back. But they I, they have so I, many players on defense they need to resign, and they, it's just not enough room. I do not think Atlanta brings them back at all. Like I, I, I think they should. I think everything Matt said is is accurate. The, the the fact of the matter is Atlanta. You don't just let someone go test free agency and then bring them back. That's like being married for five years and then letting your wife go test free agency and then be like, but I'll, I'll still take you back. You know, like. Well, no, I think it's a thing where they want to give him the respect of go out and see what you can get. We have financial constraints, like he was saying. They have to resign other people. Like this is what we can afford to do. You say New England, I think they're going after like Hunter Henry. And if you take them out, for example, like let's just say they're out, who can really afford to give Hooper the money he wants that the Falcons couldn't match at that point? That's kind of my question. I just see it shaking out where there won't be another team that's going to pay enough to make Hooper leave a place he's already comfortable. I just think it ends up going, he just ends up going back to Atlanta, just the way I have it drawn up. But again, I have Hunter Henry going to the Patriots, which takes a very good landing spot off the table for him. Just to, give everyone, just to give everyone an idea, the Dolphins have the most cap space at 88. The Bills, who are interested in tight ends, have 82 million. The Falcons have 4 million. Yeah. I don't think the Falcons can bring Hooper back. And I mm-hmm. think the Cardinals make the biggest play for Austin Hooper. Well, I think the Cardinals one. come in to sneak, uh, sneak him up. They see they, that. They have money to spend. They want to get more weapons to Kyler. He is He's a veteran who doesn't mind to get his nose dirty to help out when it comes to pass blocking when he needs to, but he also can get open. And you can have Fitz, Kirk, Isabella draw away a lot of the defense and can kind of open up holes. I do think you're right, though, that he is he, he is a – what is the word I'm looking at? He is, System? He, he, well, yeah, he benefits from the system 100%. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and you did say $4 million. I, I do – I would think that they're doing that in lieu of other moves they would be making. They would have to free up space. It's the NFL. No one's Freeman, safe. Exactly. I think, I think he makes like – I, I think he ends up signing for like $10 million, maybe a shy a tad more a year. So, yeah, there would be work to be done. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like Atlanta or, or Arizona as a spot. I like that. Because yeah. it is – like we said, they have so many plays they need to re-sign – in Atlanta and they have a couple of big contracts still with like they still have Matt Ryan on for like crazy amounts of money especially in like 2021 Julio is making ungodly amounts of money in 2021 for over the cap it's it's just it's gonna keep I mean the cap is gonna keep going up 
but the Falcons yes. have locked up players like Julio and Matt on on contract that are going to keep going up. Do you have yes. Grady Jarrett? Do you have Keanu Neal? Ridley's about to come up. Um, you have a you have good protection on the offensive line that you're not going to have to pay somebody right now. But if you want to shore up that defense, you're going to have to sh- like to splurge a little bit. And teams who are uh, like there's so many teams that could use a good tight end. I feel that have cap space, especially. Like if let's say Darren Fells, I think he's he should stay in the Texans too. But if he leaves, I think they like they have sixty one million in cap space. They could use a good tight end. The I Redskins he, might Brady overpay Bronco. for a tight end now that they don't have Jordan Reed. And oh. Vernon Davis is a free agent. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's give Dwayne Haskins a really like good target over the middle that usually helps young quarterbacks. You have uh, oh, blanking on Riverboat Ron, uh, Ron Rivera, in here in DC. Like, why? But he's been good with Greg Olson. Why shouldn't he use a really good? I mean, a good tight end and scheme him open as well. I guess here's my biggest. I guess is my issue is I. I think I opened with it. I don't think Hooper's good <laughs> as as good. I don't think he. I think he goes to Washington. He's not worthwhile I, I think that he was only good because of the talent around him in atlanta he sure is not going to see that in washington i think atlanta, uh, arizona would work i don't think new england would work um i don't think that uh, buffalo would work but i think that was a fine spot too it's just a matter of every single one of these guys at the top are flawed and i just don't i don't think even the teams with a huge opening it's the nfl there's a hard cap i don't see them like outbidding each other it's not like major league baseball where ebron obviously very flawed drops balls austin hooper i think he's kind of a system dude and then you got hunter henry with the injuries does anyone see him getting over one year hooper oh no i'm sorry henry hunt henry i yeah i i do think he he still has the the hype where he'll get uh, he'll get his contract he'll get a nice three-year contract like we got to think it's the it's the nfl how many tight ends are better than austin hooper like, yeah, I think like that's there's the issue. Kelsey, there's Kittle. You can say the young dudes, Hawkinson, Fant, sure, throw him in because you don't know right now. Well, I think there's a difference between being better and being productive, and I think he was productive, but I don't think he's better. But well, I'm saying that there, there's there's far and few tight ends. It's not like a running back where it's almost a dime a dozen. No, it, no I get that. I get that. I, so, I, I'm so just he's going to get his money. Henry's going to get his money. Eifert is going to get his well, money. Let's just say the guys that are in Seattle that aren't being used. I think if you put any of them in Atlanta, they're Austin Hooper. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yep. That's kind of that's kind of my thoughts. And I think other. I mean, other. I mean, the data is kind of all there. So I'm thinking other teams see that, and I. I don't see him. I just don't see the dollars being there for him. So, if, I think unless someone does overpay, which maybe someone will, if someone overpays, he goes. But if yeah. it's close, I don't know. We'll see. Because right? I, I have a hard time seeing that Atlanta even can spend like three million on him a year and still be under the cap. If the, I, Cowboys, the only reason, yeah, go ahead, sorry. If the Cowboys don't match whatever and beat whatever Atlanta throws at him, then I don't know what's going on in the NFL because the Cowboys. Want, will want to get a tight end that is got experience and who is going to almost be able to replicate Jason Witten. Which I do like. I do like Ebron. I do like Ebron for there. I do like Ebron for there too. But I kind of think Ebron ends up going to the Texans. To be all honest, I think he makes a splash, stays in the South, the AFC South, and goes to a team with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I I think he he he. I mean. You got to think like what's going to happen with Dak? All any tight end that decides to sign there, you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. I, I think there's a little bit more security when it comes to Houston, so I, I feel like they're going to go with Ebron. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Ebron's easier to. I think, like you said, there'll be a lot of teams in on Ebron just because he's the cheapest of the bunch. So there's so many teams he could go to. Or I think Henry and Hooper. You're really looking at a pool of about five teams, really. Yeah, I think the Bills end up getting Henry. That's my guess on that. That would be awesome. I like that, but they, I mean, it wasn't a huge investment in Dawson Knox, but they do have Dawson Knox. I yeah, understand that, they, and they, they do just, like. You're, yeah, I kind of forgot about him to be all honest. So uh, I, I can see that because yeah. I was even thinking the Broncos for a second, and then I'm like, no offense. Yeah, no offense for like, sure. Same with Detroit. Like, yeah, T.J. Hawkinson. If you've invested, but it's Detroit. Watch out. We'll, <laughs> the, we'll, we'll, we'll what, blow some mind. What about the Jets and Hunter Henry? Well, they are. Do they have faith in um, Ryan Griffin? Uh, no, no. 
uh, Herndon, Chris Herndon. Yeah, Herndon. I loved Herndon, but I mean, I think the big guys are only going to teams with an obvious hole. I think that that's why I didn't project them to go to the Bills, only because it seems like they can be fine without them. I, it's fine. I mean, the the news is that they're looking for one. I don't understand necessarily why, uh, but I think Arizona. I think that New England are kind of the chief spots. I mean, New England we haven't really talked about much at all, and they're definitely probably getting one of these <laughs> these two guys, right? Yeah, I think they they tested the waters with old Ben Watson and realized we need a fucking tight end. Especially if Brady comes back, I think they just see he he does well with a tight end. They're going to bring one in. I think Henry is the best fit there, only because again, I, I think that he's a guy who can go in the slot. He can go out wide. Uh, he can mess around, kind of like what New England likes to do. They can do whatever he needs if anyone ever gets injured. So I like Hunter Henry there I myself. Yeah. But I think of, yeah. what, where what, do you, where do you like Henry? Me. Yeah, oh, I'm totally with you on uh, on the Patriots. Um, I think that they really want a tight end. That's why I was pushing for Austin Hooper. I think they're okay with either or, but I think they want Henry for. I think he's shown a little bit more, and it's weird to say this. Like you say, Austin Hooper benefits from being with Julio and Ridley. Haven't Hunter Henry benefited from being with? Rivers, Gordon, Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen. I'm not saying Keenan Allen is Julio, but that's a pretty stacked offense. Well, no, it's not. I think it's two different things. It's one thing like you're on a stacked offense, and there's one thing where they're actually scheming for you to get the ball because of the way the defense is playing the other guys. Um, I think. I mean, I think Henry could be fine, literally by himself. I think he's one of those guys that is just a matchup issue. He can take guys one on one. I think. I mean, was it in the first two? His first two years in the league, Pro Football Focus, his two year uh, receiving grade was only behind Gronk and Kelsey for tight ends for a two year receiving grade. I mean, he's really good. Uh, so. Yeah, I just think he's in a different class personally, but, you know. So let's say Atlanta does not re-sign Austin Hooper and then goes and signs Hunter Henry. Oh, that would be fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> that's what that's what they should do, man. They're going to spend yeah, money. All the things that totally, you, you said, Ebron going down to Houston, I'd love to see freaking Henry down there. That would be, that'd be a freaking blast. That would be. That'd be <laughs> but so it's not going to happen. No, 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 no. They especially no. after Houston drafted two tight ends two years ago. Like, I don't think they're going to spend big on a tight end. They Tyler Eifert. So. They need to draft nine consecutive offensive linemen. It's true. They do. Nine. Hopefully two will work. Tyler Eifert, though, man. You know, if Tyler Eifert makes it out. They have a lot of no, how many draft? How many draft picks do they have? Like, there was their first draft pick, the fifth round, the Texans. Oh, do yeah, they have a fourth round? I mean, they have no they, first. They have no second, right? Uh, for Tunsil. And Kansas yeah, they, right? they yeah, they don't have a lot of draft picks. <laughs> they have six in 2020. Do uh, they? When, when's the first one? The first one, I'm just going to make sure that no random noise pops up here. Second round, 57th overall. Shocked. I and thought then, that they were I thought they were cleaned out for first and seconds for a couple of years. But then a third round compensa- compensatory pick, and then they start picking like the fourth round. They don't have – they have two picks – they have they have one pick inside the actual first three rounds. It's not until the late third round do they get that second pick. That sucks for them. What was it last year? They didn't have a pick till like when? Uh, or did they have a first round? Did they get? Didn't they get like Cody Ford in the first round? Who did they get last year? Drawing a huge blank. I can't remember. Damn. Uh, Titus Howard. That's right. Whoops. Uh, he's, he's actually all right, but he's he's not. He was probably not the best pick there. No, and then Lonnie Johnson. Who I really like Lonnie Johnson, actually. I liked him a lot after I saw him at the Senior Bowl. I was I was very fond of him. But they just needed a draft offensive line. Like, what are they doing right now? Yeah, and it's uh, – I don't know who said it, but it was like, show me all the good teams with a crappy offensive line and show me all the crappy teams with a good offensive line. I bet you, you're going to struggle finding one. Like, that's that's just – Offensive line wins games. Yeah, like we don't talk about the uh, the Chiefs' offensive line as we do of of other teams, but like their offensive line was good. Like Mahomes is not running for his life all the time. Like he does time to time, but then he's Mahomes, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> sixty yards, a flick of the wrist. But it's not like you know he's under pressure constantly, even against the Forty ers who did play really well and have a stacked defensive line. It's still like their offensive line is good. Uh, 49ers were good. 
you can see like the Cowboys when they were good a few years ago and how the decline of the offensive line had been the decline of the team. Not that, you know, like even Dak has progressed. The team has regressed because the offensive line is not as good. I'm a full believer of the only reason the Cowboys went 13-3 and in the rookie year of Dak and Zeke was strictly because of their offensive line. Zeke was good. Zeke is good. He's not worth the money they gave him, but he's good. Dak, he's good. None, neither of them are good enough to carry a team to 13-3, and three, even together. That offensive line was the foundation of the Cowboys, and they did it smart. They drafted offensive linemen first round for like three years in a row leading up to that. They yeah. drafted smart. There was great scouting, uh, great draft picks, and it, they had it all clicking right there, man. They should have just brought Tony Romo in for the playoffs. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, uh, yeah. but they would have beat the Packers, man. No, Rodgers was just he, – he tur- just turned it on at the end of that game, and you're like – Romo wouldn't even gave him an opportunity. Really, Romo's the best. Really? I'll, Romo's- I love Romo, but – we shouldn't have never let the Lions even give us a game in that one when he was in the playoff. Romo, no. Let's not talk about that. That still hurts me. I know. That game after that still hurts me. We talk about that a lot. Oh, let's calm down. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, we're both on the same side. Fuck that's the Packers. It. Yeah. Fuck the Packers. That's pretty much exactly. all I got to say. Like, right, Matt? I guess. <laughs> I couldn't be a Packers fan. I don't know how I'd live with myself. We're the we're the most beloved team in America. Oh really? Are you are you America's team? Oh, I didn't know. We that. are we are we are America's team. No yeah. one no one hates us. We're fine. I do. Except except for people in our division, but that's a natural hate. If you don't hate your own division, what's wrong with you, really? Hell, half my state are Packers fans because the UP is closer to Wisconsin than it is Detroit. So. And for everybody who doesn't hey. know, that means the Upper Peninsula. That's correct. And the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> I got again. This is a, this is not a knock on the Cowboys, by the way. I mean, and that, that whole thing, America's team, because in the '90s is a big deal watching TV. But you can't be America's team where half the country hates you. <laughs> I mean, Same it with started, Patriots, started you know? even before the '90s, though. Did it? Yeah. I thought it was, wasn't that the whole Jimmy Johnson, Aikman, Emmett thing. Wasn't that the America's team? No, no, no. I I believe it. Like was, what were what, what were Ryan they saw back in the American team? Yeah, was that I Amer- feel like it started really? in the seventies. I don't know. Yeah, I'm don't... pretty sure it started in the seventies. Professional football didn't really even start until the late eighties, so in my mind, no sports did. <laughs> no, it definitely <laughs> like seventy eight, I believe, was the first time. Who do you think is the most hated team in the league, besides the Patriots? I mean, are they? They? I mean, they're oh, probably still the most hated. The Patriots. I mean, after if, if Brady were to leave, they would immediately jump to who cares land. But let's just say after the Patriots, who's the number two hated team in all football? Probably the Cowboys. Yeah, probably the Cowboys. Who would be third? Uh, it's interesting. That is interesting. Trying to go off the top of my head right now. I'm just thinking like where to there's players or players that people. I feel like the Browns and the Raiders, like even though they're bad and people like might feel bad for them, still kind of like just hate them, hate hate that they're like love that they're bad. There's a lot of hate from like Browns fans for the Ravens, like just yeah, that's like flat out hate for for that franchise. I feel like a lot of people don't like the Eagles, but that might be more their fan base. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably I mean, a giant. It's probably a giant tie for third. A lot of teams, really. It's probably the Giants, man. Could be. Yeah. People hate the Giants, dude. I'm looking. Yeah, the Browns. I'm looking over the Browns, the list. though, with the with the Miles Garrett stuff and the Baker Mayfield being mm-hmm. kind of a d bag, and maybe I, people, I don't know. People want the Steelers. To be people good, hate the Steelers. There for a bit. You can't really hate the Browns. You feel bad for them. It's like yeah, why are you hating hate on? Just, why do you I'm hate wondering. the bullied kid? I felt bad for him when they had Jake Delhomme as their quarterback. Sure, they were trying to rock like Tim Couch and make him, but 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 now they are they they want to be hated. They want to be the Baker goes out there and you know acts like Baker and Odell is very like you know people don't really like Odell. Miles Garrett did what he did. Like I think they have a lot of a lot of uh, villains on their team, and I think that kind of makes them one of the more but, hated teams. But they don't win. You, you, oh, never you mind. Number three, I think it's the Redskins. I think everyone hates the Redskins, including their own fans, just because of the I, way they're run and stuff. Yeah, I think it's more they hate Dan Snyder. Like yeah. they're just yeah. like everyone's just like he's dumb. 
Like, wow, dude, what's going on? But they just kind of feel bad. But for you're them. right. No one, ha- I guess, no one hates them because it's not like when the Redskins lose, people are like, yes, because they no right. one cares. Right. Yeah. See, I think that is how it is with the Browns. I think when the Browns lost last year, like we'll talk about just last year, I think the Browns overtook everyone for the third most hated team. I think they're the most hated team among NFL players. Yeah. I, I think if they, I think if you did a poll among the NFL, I think they're the most hated team. Cast the villains, man. I mean, yep. you, if you if you walk around no in, offense, in Atlanta and you would, there's a lot of hate for the Saints, like a lot of hate. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, like is, that, that's, is it that's that a divisional deep? thing, though, isn't it really? But with like the bounty gate, with them being yeah. like you know very like all uh, for most recently in the playoffs a lot and always kind of winning a lot, I could I could see that, and I also being that. a little crybaby about you know, oh you had one call go against you, like it teams have well, call now go against them all calls. the same. I think it's tough. Yeah. I think it's tough to name a team one of the most hated when they have literally maybe one of the most liked people at the head of the team. True. <laughs> I mean, Drew Brees is literally, I mean, theoretically the nicest guy in the NFL. I don't know if that's accurate, but if if he's he's not, he's top three. (laughs) J.J. Watt, maybe. (laughs) Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, Larry's probably one. Then Drew. Then maybe Watt. Brandon Carr does a lot of good things for the people of Flint, Michigan. I don't know who that is. It's a cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you say Derek Carr? Brandon. No, <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> How do you like Mayock going into the NFL draft here? He says, if we can upgrade a quarterback, we're going to. Right, if you're uh, Derek Carr, you got to love so that. So much out of context, man. That is not what he said, dude. That it... is according to Roto World's blurb that I yeah. didn't bother to click on. That's exactly what he said. I'm going to bleep like out. The most thing out ever, world. dude. But it was completely taken out of context. He literally like went off saying how much he loved Derek Carr. Like he was like he played so well for us last year, blah blah blah. Sure, if there's an opportunity that you know, like what, what do you think about two or whatever? It's like it was taken so much out of context. You know like, what was not taken out of context is that's Matt Lafleur saying that uh, uh, when he was pretty much handed the question of, hey, now that Aaron Jones proved he was the best, is he going to be the number one running back? And not only did he go out of his way to say Jamal Williams would be heavily involved, he said that they need a third running back. So Aaron Jones owners. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter Williams owners. Didn't he get released? Ah, shit. Did he? Damn. Yeah, I, like I think he's, I don't even know if he's on the team to be honest. Uh, he, his, his, they, they at least got to keep him on the practice squad, right? I saw this NFL.com dra- uh, mock draft that had us getting J.K. Dobbins, and I love Dobbins, but what the hell would we be the Packers be drafted Dobbins for? I say we like I'm the GM, but come on. I could never be a GM, by the way, in the NFL. I feel I can be one in Major League Baseball. But the top, the freaking salary cap, I mean, I know they have entire teams of people to deal with nothing but the salary cap. Just check out Jennifer Garner and draft day. Yes. <laughs> but, God, the GM of NFL, man, that is a nightmare and a half. It's not. It's probably not even fun. Seriously, I would love – I've been reading up about the, the, the cap space stuff, and I'm trying to get into it more and more. I'm a numbers nerd. The cap space is literally one of the more fun things for me. And I, if you look at like the videos here on the YouTube channel, what I look into, uh, who's going to make the leap in 2020, it, a lot comes back to the cap space on a team of like, I'm looking at McCole Hardman. Yeah, they can't pay Sammy Watkins because they're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes and, you know, all those moving pieces. And it ends up like you can figure out things for fantasy based on the cap space. That's why I push so hard for Austin Hooper not going back to Atlanta because there's just no room for it. It's the same. We, we pretty much know that the Steelers can't really sign anybody in free agency because they have no cap space. We know that they're going to have to sign a new CBA, so it's going to change a lot. Cap space is going to go up, but it's still compare. Like, the Steelers have like a million and a half in cap space. The Dolphins have 88 million. They can sign whoever they want who wants to come and party their ass off in South Beach. Yeah. Yeah, but and, and but the first two things. First and foremost, the Steelers and, and the teams that only have four million, one million, the Vikings who have one million, they'll cut guys. They'll find yeah. money, like you know, and that that and then just because teams have all this money doesn't always mean that they do go out and buy all these players. Like if they're if the Dolphins are in win now mode, then maybe they will, but I don't think they are yet. And I think they're going to hold on to a lot of that money because I think the like the owner gets some of that like. 
like you don't spend a certain amount of your cap space. I think you get like a something no, like a. It, it, you have to you have to spend a certain amount. I don't know the the amount right now, but mm-hmm. you have to spend a certain amount because that's that's by league rules. And right. if you don't spend all of your cap, some of it rolls over to next year. That's why some of them okay. have so much. They shouldn't have eighty eight million based on other factors. But when you have rolling over, so the Colts have rolled over. <laughs> Well, the Dolphins, I believe, should almost have 88, but the, the Colts have been rolling over money, so they actually only have $51 million in cap space, but with the rollover, they have $86 million in effective cap space because they've just been rolling over, and that's why I think they're kind of in win-now mode, and they would imagine like them drafting like a top-end wide receiver to pa- uh, pair with T.Y. Hilton, and I don't, I don't know. Like, there's... Like looking at free agency, I was I was gonna say some stud running back just to go for it, but they kind of are set at running back too. Like who would be if they get Rivers? Who would be like a final puzzle piece on free agency for them? Like if we're just gonna go off on a in into a, the rabbit hole in the Colts a little bit before we sign off. Darius Slay. Oh, that's a good one. Trade him, trade for him, pay him, give away a third round pick for him. Maybe a, maybe your second. Because you, you got two seconds. Oh, yeah. Give away your back second and get slay. Because, I mean, the Chiefs are going to pay, like, Chris Jones, right? They have yeah. to pay him, right? Yeah, right. You'd think so. But okay. last year, I told you they were going to pay uh, D Ford and they ended up shipping him off. Yeah, but then they replaced him with Clark. But then they replaced him with Frank Clark. Yeah, so that was pretty. Like, Jadavion Clowney is out there. They can pay him. Yeah, I wouldn't be super surprised if they get Rivers and Clowney on free agency, and then draft a wide receiver and just like we're going for this. They should make an impact for sure. They're definitely them. The Bills, I think they're going to spend money. Cowboys, yeah. they're going to try to get into a uh, top contention, win now mode. Texans, they got a bunch of money. Buccaneers, but <laughs> they're not. But they're not win now. You yeah, know what I mean? no, that's, that's they're gonna, they're going to roll it over. Giants, they're not going to fucking win now. I don't know. It'll be fun. That's why we love free agency. It just puts different, you know, different names and different uniforms, and it's so much fun to see. Yeah, and I think we covered tight ends as much as we can at this time of year. It's still very early in the 2020 fantasy football season, uh, but we're going to keep churning out content here for y'all. Next week, we're going to start to stream uh, a little early at 8.30 instead, so be sure to catch us here on the YouTube channel. I hope the the stream on Twitter on Periscope worked out, but I've been seeing some comments saying we have been experiencing a little bit of lag, uh, so we might just cancel Periscope for next week and try to figure out that for the future. But I would like to thank everybody for joining us here today. So signing off for the Fantasy Rabbit Hole is Nick Faber, Matt Williams, the Coin Master, and CSD Fantasy. See you next time. Peace.